Before we get started on this episode of Badassery Podcast, I'd like to go ahead and talk to you a little bit about the platform that made this all possible, and that's Anchor. So if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And I'm definitely speaking from experience here because more than anything, I am a writing and print gal as opposed to an audio and video gal. So when I was looking for platforms to host my podcast, I turned to Anchor for its ease of use and ability to have all of the tools all in one place. So even if you don't have, let's say, the Adobe software or any other audio software, you can use the creation tools within the program to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So you can be commuting, flying, out of your house, anything, and you can still produce a quality podcast. And Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts on. What's more is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you're anything like me and just starting out, you can use a podcast as maybe an additional revenue stream without having to wait for millions of people to listen to it. So all in all, it's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So to get started, go ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. everyone what's up welcome back to badassery podcast your go-to podcast for tips and tricks and being your most badass self and the everyday people who are doing it i'm alexa your host so yeah it's been a crazy last couple weeks i know last week when i was recording this was a relatively new thing um but now we're about a week in of complete self-isolation most of us are starting to feel at peace with the situation even though each day it's hard to just find that peace. I know I've been kind of going back and forth like some days are really good days because I'm actually motivated to get stuff done and other days I just don't want to do anything. So I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's like oh, you think you're like on a vacation or something. So then you're just like, I don't want to get anything done. Because initially going into this last weekend, I was like, okay, I'm going to make a list of everything I want to get done during this self-isolation period. And I touched some of it, but not as much as I wanted to get done, which is fine. I mean, it's like a mentally draining situation, I think, for everybody. So I think just trying to make the most of it and the best of it is all you can do at this point. I, you know, I live alone. So for me, it's been a little bit harder at some days. Like if I've been in my house, you know, for three, four days straight without leaving, it gets to be a little tough. A couple days ago, I felt that I was literally going stir crazy. I was staring at the ceiling. I was legit bored. And for me to be legit bored, that is a lot. So I usually have things I'm doing, like whether it's work, school, working out, whatever. It's easy for me to just be doing something all the time, but you know how it goes. Sometimes you just don't want to do anything. So I um, just felt that way and I just ended up going over to my mom's, spend Friday evening there, which was nice. In hindsight, I could have, I guess, spent this time 
with them. But then there's just like a lot of stuff over here that I like I wanted to get done and just wanted to take the opportunity. So I'll just probably going forward through the foreseeable future, just go see them a couple times a week. I already go over Sundays for Sunday dinner, um, but maybe just one other time a week just to cure the loneliness. The weather's been weird here. It always is weird here. The beginning of the week was great. It was like mid 60s every day and then Thursday, Friday, it just snowed. So now the snow is like melting off. So the hopefully this next week we get some better weather so then I can go outside and get some walks in. Right now, I honestly envy the people who live in such nice climates like Florida. And for me to say that is insane because if you know me, like Florida is not my favorite place to be. But now in this self-isolation period, I would kill to be in Florida because if the weather's nice, you can just be outside all the time. And if you have a pool, that's even a bigger bonus. Like if this was during the summer, I would probably just be at the pool every day, honestly. If it was open, that is. Because I know at my brother's apartment complex in Tampa, they have closed the pool, which is unfortunate because it's like mid-80s, almost 90 there. But then the other bummer is all these events that have been canceled. And like in the short term, it's fine. Like I totally get it for like, I don't know, a month. But I was supposed to go see Mean Girls the Musical and actually like a couple weeks those tickets got canceled, the show got canceled, and I was supposed to go see a Cirque du Soleil show in May, which also got canceled because all the performing arts related things are postponed slash canceled until May 18th. So it's just been kind of a bummer because usually like if I do fun things, it's usually one of those things where it's planned so for me it's just a bummer that like I've been planning on doing these things like Mean Girls I was gonna go with like one of my really good girlfriends and like we were gonna kind of make a night and a weekend out of it it's gonna be super fun but it's okay we'll have to just I guess figure out some other time to do it when there's not this craziness going on but on the plus I've been having more time to do hobbies I haven't really touched in a while like I've really had time to work on my lettering, which has been great. And then I've re-downloaded games on my phone, like Sudoku. I forgot how much I love Sudoku. It's just kind of a nice little break, like in the middle of the day, like just take 15 minutes and just play a Sudoku game to just kind of reset your mind, which is great. And then I have been baking and cooking a lot more. I um, attempted to make bread yesterday on my own, which was awesome. It actually turned out pretty good which made me feel really good. So yeah, it's gonna be something I'm definitely gonna be more passionate about. My friend actually hosted a Corona crafting thing one night last week where she just got a bunch of her friends together over Google Hangouts and we just crafted. It was great, like everyone could just work on their own thing. Like there's some people working on like knitting and crocheting, some doing watercolor, some doing sketching. I was doing lettering. So it was fun. Today, actually, we have another one planned, so I'm excited for that because it just kind of gives me some time to focus on that without having to kind of, I guess, plan for it. So I just go and then it's just like forcing me to just sit down and do these things, which is great. You know, looking ahead to this next week, again, another week in the self-isolation period, you know, hopefully this week gets a little bit easier and I kind of get more of a routine down because I guess I didn't really have like a super structured routine last week and of course it's 
completely different than my routine on weeks when I go to work because I'm totally the type of person who will just literally get up and just go sit straight at my desk, make coffee and sit at the desk. So I need to remember to do things like my morning routine and you know, go on a walk and do things like that to just not only fill the time, but kind of just give myself a more structured routine in these times of uncertainty. Cause the last couple months I've been really trying to build up a routine that was one of my goals for 2020 so we'll see i just need to keep keep on chugging over here there are no signs of me going back to work in the office anytime soon initially i think it was just going to be for this like couple week period or at least through the end of the month but honestly i have no idea i know kind of manager's discretion i mean i can go in if i want to like pick up stuff i know i have some packages there that i had initially shipped before this whole madness started so I might need to like stop by the office and just get my boxes. So we'll see. But yeah, there's really no signs of going back to work in the office anytime soon. And honestly, I miss going into the office. I like kind of this hybrid schedule that I have going on. It was nice because I could like get out of the house and like, you know, fill my days and then, you know, have my work from home days where I could get some stuff done. So it's just kind of an adjustment right now. You know, I want to get a few things done before the end of the month, mostly just decluttering. I have like some areas in my house, like my bookcase um, and my closets that I really want to just get decluttered before the end of the month. So then next month I can just do a super deep clean, which I wanted initially to do this month, but you know, I just didn't get around to it. But I guess all in all, positivity is key when it comes to this. It's honestly, it's hard to stay positive at all times because honestly, there really is no end in sight right now. I mean, in Denver, at least they've closed all restaurants, bars, salons, etc. through the end of April. So we still have like about a month until things are going to open up again. So I don't know if that means like a month in self-isolation. I don't know if that means, you know, a month of just working from home. I, I don't know. So it's kind of just this ambiguity that we kind of have to just go through. But if we can stay positive, it'll be better. You know, don't forget to contact your friends and your family. Get on the FaceTime, get on a phone call, do some like virtual happy hours, something like that, just to kind of get some FaceTime. I know by doing that this week, it really did help boost my mood. I felt a lot better when I did get on the camera and just see people, even if it was people I didn't really know or anything, or even just my team at work. Like it was just nice to just have that face to face, even though we couldn't see them in person. So with that said, with this very long intro, usually my intros are not that long if you've been a listener. Let's go into this week's topic, which is goal setting. And I don't know why it's taken me eight episodes to do an episode about goal setting, but it was kind of appropriate for in this case because yesterday I was doing a bunch of goal setting related things. I was getting my Q2 goals ready to go, my monthly goals for April ready to go. I know it's a little bit early, but I don't know. I was just in the mood. I really wanted to just think about what I wanted to get done next quarter so I could start making a plan for next month, which is kind of like what inspired this topic. I watched Plan with Lakin's quarter two goals video on YouTube a couple days ago. So I was just like, okay, let me just go and set my goals because what else am I going to do in this self-quarantine period? Why as well just get a start on my goal setting plan. 
And of course, there's like a lot of things that are up in the air in terms of what could happen. Like there's things this month I wanted to get done, like, you know, going on a solo date with myself, but then, you know, everything's closed. So that really wasn't attainable at this point. So anyway, that's kind of where my headspace was at. So I kind of then just wanted to do this as a topic. I, um, you know, thought this would be perfect for the podcast, especially, you know, goal setting. That's definitely part of being, you know, a badass is just kind of setting goals and getting inspired for things you want to do, whether it's in your professional life or your personal life, whatever it may be. So yeah, so let's first talk about like the importance of goal setting. So Throughout my entire life, I've always been kind of a goal setter in some capacity. If you've ever um, taken the insights test, my leading color is red, which definitely means that you're like a goal setter, you're ambitious, you like to just get enough information to get started, things like that. So it definitely reflects in what I've been feeling the rest of my life. Um, You know, I goal set mostly on an informal basis. I've never really used any sort of planning system. I've always just kind of written things down in my journal or in the pages in my planner or something like that of just things that I maybe want to get done throughout the course of the year. It can be, you know, just kind of like a checklist bucket list item or it could just be something overarching that I want to make progress on. So I've always kind of really done it in an informal sense. I remember when I was in like high school, I had three main goals or something um, at the time. And it was kind of just funny um, because I have kind of achieved those goals in like different capacities looking back. But they were like very broad overarching goals like go get a master's degree doing that now. So it's kind of fun to see how things have come to fruition over the course of time. Kind of like a manifestation thing, which... I definitely want to do an episode about manifestation, but I definitely need to read up more on it and get more informed. But anyway, so I think it's just important to want something out of your life, whether it's personally or professionally. I think that you can have like some goals, like whether you want to learn a new language or pick up a, you know, a skill or get to a certain place in your career. I think having those kind of goals set you know, whether they're big or small is important to kind of just guide you and just kind of give you a path that you want to drive for. But I just think it's important to strive for something. And it doesn't have to, it doesn't even have to be very big. Like it can be, I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, be better about communicating with friends, you know, things like that. Whatever you think you can do to get to your ideal self is really, I guess, my interpretation of goal setting is just do what you can to make the best of your life because we only get one, so we might as well just make the best of it. So then my goal setting method, I kind of touched on this, but I will provide this disclaimer here. I love using goal setting mostly for my personal life, but when it comes to setting goals at work, I just can't do it. I don't know if I'm the only person out there. Um, I know my team... I feel like has a hard time just setting goals because then you're just like, well, what can I do? Because things change, I feel like, constantly at work. Within, you know, six months, something can be completely different. Like, I know what I want to do is, like, an overarching career goal, but I just don't know what goals to set in, like, the six, nine, 12-month terms. So that's always a hard thing with, like, specific things at work. I mean, honestly, I'm just 
doing what I'm doing to just kick butt and just, you know, do the best work I can. That's kind of just my goal when it comes to work. But yeah, so I used to set broader goals, like I said, and now I'm kind of working more towards like smaller specific ones. And I think as I've gotten older, my goals have gotten more specific. So whether it's like, oh, I want to travel to X amount of countries or, oh, I want to, you know, learn this skill or, oh, I want to take class on this or whatever it might be. But I do like to have my goals cover all different areas of my life so I can kind of give equal attention. And there's like different categories I do. So if I'll do something like friends and family, financial goals, uh, work and learning goals, health and wellness goals fun slash recreation, spiritual, personal growth, you know, things like that. So just to kind of make sure all areas of my life are covered because I kind of, you know, I think being a Libra, I really like the idea of balance and just want to make sure I'm doing what I can to kind of have the most well-rounded life and just be more well-rounded in achieving my goals. I also think breaking your goals up into like a quarterly or monthly chunks and stuff makes them more manageable. It helps you focus on what you need to focus on in that given period instead of trying to focus on too many things at once. So an example here is developing my morning routine. I could have, you know, been like, oh, I want to develop my morning and evening routine, but then I'm like, no, let me just focus on the morning. The evening routine can wait. So just kind of focusing on that or I want to do like one type of craft project and then I'm like oh let me just do another one but then I'm like no let me first kind of master this first and then start another project so just kind of things like that just kind of to break up your goals I also like having kind of overarching themes throughout the year and then kind of doing goals within the quarter to kind of reach the overarching thing because then you're just focusing on one thing in that category for three months, which is great because then you can kind of really narrow your focus and then narrow your focus even more for what you want to focus on in that month. So yeah, like I said, I just usually wrote these goals down in like my planner, my bullet journal or whatever. But now this year I've tried to do the power sheets and the Moxie Life Planner. So the power sheets, I think it's probably because I'm new and I want to just try to make the most of them. Like I've heard such good things about the power sheets and then I think I'm just new and trying to still get the hang of the system, but I've just been really having like this like love-hate relationship with it over the last couple months. So, but I did pick it back up again for Q2 and just did a refresh of my quarterly goals and kind of my April tending list to see if I can actually, you know, follow through with it. But I tried to this time make it more simple. So instead of having like a gazillion monthly items, I decided to narrow it down to one monthly action item per category, which I think will make it a lot more attainable to do it as opposed to just feeling overwhelmed with things. And then the weekly items, um, I kind of just have a mix and same with daily items. Some of them might skew in one way or the other. Like right now, my goal for routines is to just do my routines like I've been making excuses I've just been lazy not just doing my routines so I'm going to now start tracking my routines if you're familiar with the power sheets they have a tracker at the bottom where you can track 
if you've like done your routines throughout the month and or whatever habit you want to do on a daily basis. So I put them in there to try to encourage me to do them. It's kind of weird ever since doing my stuff yesterday, I'm like, okay, I want to start the quarter today. So this week I'm kind of just doing like dabbling into that stuff. Like this morning before I dove into doing this stuff, like recording my podcast or whatever, I wanted to just get my AM routine done and it was great. It didn't take much time at all. And then the Moxie Life Planner is great because you can kind of take what you have in your power sheets and put it in there. Like you can put what your monthly goals are and then break it into like what you need to do each week. And it can kind of be a mix of like to do's and stuff. And they have a reflection area, but the planner layout's like super flexible. So you can kind of use it how you need to use it, which is nice. Um, I'm still kind of getting the hang of that planner as well. So yeah, so those are the two systems I'm doing now. And with like anything, it's so trial and error. Um, but I think by trying to just figure out how to use my power sheets more efficiently and better, I think I'll like them more. So we'll just see how that goes. But yeah, then that said, after you set your goals, how do you remain accountable? So I think the more structure you have, the more accountable you can be for your goals. And what I mean by this is start writing them down, looking at them, you know, whether it's hanging them in your office or putting them on your phone or putting them on a sticky note and putting them on your mirror, whatever it is, just so you can look at them. I have my power sheets on my desk right now, so I can constantly see what my goals are. And I might do another printout so I can put them on my um, bulletin board so I can kind of see them um, every day I'm sitting at my desk. But you have to kind of just ask yourself, like, are your action items that you're doing on a daily or weekly basis helping you make progress in your goals? And I think it's important to kind of just make time in your schedule or whatever you're doing to make to help you get that progress for your goals. So if you're like having some free time, maybe you want to fill that with like a hobby or doing some like reading of a book or something to help you reach your goal of maybe wanting to learn more or something, whatever it might be. So just kind of keep that in mind too when you're making a schedule just is what you're doing helping you make progress on your goals. I usually just check in with my power sheets kind of on a weekly basis. I mean, maybe I'll have my goals hung up somewhere, but then they're like just the overarching quarterly ones, not what I want to get done every month. Some people check in with their goals every day. I think that's a little bit too much for me and maybe will be a little overwhelming, especially when I have a huge list of other things to do. So a weekly basis is good for me. So then I can kind of evaluate my progress and just seeing where I'm at and what I have left to do. It also helps me plan for the week ahead. So maybe I got, you know, X item done this week and then maybe next week I can work on Y. So an example of this, like this week, my goal is to finish decluttering my closet. So the next week I can work on my bookcase, even though I've been very tempted to just dive into my bookcase. I have to just rein myself back and remind myself that, okay, this week you are doing your closet, only your closet. And then another thing to stay accountable is just to tell others about your goals. Like you don't have to tell them like, oh, help me be accountable. Just, I think sharing is a good thing. Like, you know, my sister and I will just be very nonchalant about it. Like she told me yesterday, she's like, yeah, like my goal is to crochet and I want to crochet a blanket by the end of the year. Oh, great. Okay. Like, so now I can help her kind of stay accountable by just asking her, hey, like, how's your crochet progress coming? Like, you know, just small talk. 
But I also think to help stay accountable in a reasonable way is to make your goals manageable for the amount of time you have. Like if you know it's going to take you like two hours to clean out your closet, don't put like a gazillion other things on your day because you know whatever you're going to do is going to take up time and some of it might even leak over time. So you just want to make sure what you're doing it fits in your hours and so you don't feel overwhelmed. I end up doing that way too much where I'm not really good about estimating time sometimes and so things will end up taking longer than they do and then I don't have time for something and then it just becomes a hot mess. So make sure you just have the time you need to do your goals then you can be more positive and stay accountable for them. That said, I want to then talk about kind of scheduling time to work on your goals. So for me, this is kind of a new thing that I kind of picked up by playing with Lakin. She is a huge Power Sheets user and she's also using the Moxie Life. The Power Sheets this year have a calendar in each month where you can use it for, I guess, whatever you want. Like you can use it to plan out your month. What she uses it for and what I've kind of used it for is to kind of schedule time to work on your goals based on your routine. And so this is saying, okay, here's how much free time I have per day, like whether it's one hour, two hour, five hours, whatever it is, to then dedicate to your goals. And then, like I said, you wanna be realistic with what you can get done. So this is kind of a new thing. So for scheduling, I've kind of done this, but I don't, I don't think I've really stuck to it, but um, I kind of want to going forward just so I can get things done. And that also said, if you have one goal at the beginning of the month, like for April, for example, for me, it's going to be deep cleaning my house. And so what I'm going to do is I want to break it up to a few different sessions so it's not overwhelming and I don't end up procrastinating. I don't want to spend a whole Saturday just deep cleaning my house. So maybe one weekend I'll do my living area and then one weekend I'll do kitchen and bath and then the last area I'll just do my bedroom so by breaking it up that way I'm just spending a little bit of time each week doing it as opposed to spending a lot of time one day doing it so I think um, that kind of helps a little bit to kind of just have that plan in place so then you're not feeling overwhelmed with the goal and you just end up not doing it because you're like, oh, I can't devote that much time to it. But I do think it's important to set aside some time to get your goals done. Kind of think of it as an appointment for yourself. And I guess now with this quarantine period, you will have plenty of time, I guess, to work on your goals, depending on what you have going on and like what you want to get done. So, you know, a good thing to start with is organizing. Organizing is a great thing to do during this time. I personally am like a procrastinator organizer. I um, love decluttering and organizing like it's my job. So if I'm like bored or something, I'm like, oh, what can I, you know, declutter right now? But yeah, so I've been like trying to do this more, especially now that I'm finding some more gaps in my time. Um, and some things just don't even take that long. Like I, you know, I want to say like a month ago, I wanted to reorganize my kitchen cabinets and just kind of clean them up a little bit. And I had about, I wanna say half an hour before I had to leave for a spin class. So I just put a half hour timer on my phone just so I wouldn't go over. And I just worked to get it done. So I think also if you only have an hour, I think you're gonna be more focused on getting that task done than if you were like, oh, I have all day to do this. Let me just, you know, 
do it at my own pace. But if you give yourself kind of that timer and that deadline, then I think you'll be able to get it done a lot faster and a lot more efficiently than before. But then after you obviously went on schedule, how do you evaluate your goals? So the Power Sheets does a really good job of this. Um, you can see what you made progress on, what you didn't make progress on, and then kind of reflect on it. So you can ask yourself, did you make progress on your goal or not? And what you have left, what you can move to the next month, if you want to move anything at all, um, if there's anything that needs to be abandoned that you're like, oh yeah, maybe this was important, but it's not important anymore. You need you can figure out what needs to be prioritized in terms of maybe there's some timeliness things that need to be prioritized, or maybe there's just things that you really need to get done. Then you can figure out what you need to do to finish or do the goal so maybe you need to have some steps in place or go get some tools or go set up something set up time whatever it might be and then you can also ask yourself are there any more related steps to this goal in question so maybe your goal is to get new kitchen utensils which was part of my goal for this last month so then I kind of was like, okay, let me make a list of what I need and then let me go ahead and place my Amazon order. So that was kind of a multi-step approach. And then of course I got some more organizational bins. So again, that was another kind of related step to that goal. Like it wasn't directly related, but I wanted to get some organization bins to make everything fit a little bit better in my drawer since I got some more stuff. But then that said, what do you do if you don't make progress? And I've had a number of goals over the last couple months that I just didn't make that much progress on. Like this month, I probably had like a good four goals, I think, that I didn't make progress on because of the situation at hand. So for example, I wanted to do like a class on Linda, but then instead I was like, oh, I'm gonna do hand lettering. And so it kind of worked out where it was kind of that swap I had another goal to go to an American Marketing Association happy hour because they do host those frequently here in Denver. But with the whole quarantine, they didn't have one scheduled, so I couldn't do that goal. So it's kind of just things like that. And then just, you know, give yourself grace because sometimes it's so out of your control too. But yeah, just don't give up and just kind of keep going. Like maybe you just move that goal to the next month and then just kind of figure out what you can do to find a new way to tackle the goal maybe you know you just didn't have a plan and you need to make a plan like i said my example with routines like now i i'm looking at them i have two little sticky notes on my external monitor of what i want to do in my am routine and what i want to do for my pm routine so just kind of having that written down so i can kind of just go through that checklist with myself every day and just kind of make sure i'm getting that done so you know if the goal isn't working, modify it. If, you know, if it's not working for you, if you don't have the time to do it, or if you want to do something else instead, there's nothing wrong with doing that. And then you can ask yourself, can you take out steps to simplify the goal? Because some goals like get really complicated and you're just like, I don't know where to start. Everything seems too overwhelming. But maybe your, maybe your overarching goal is to, I don't know, like my sister's goal, crochet a blanket. What can you go do this month? Maybe this month your goal is to buy the supplies. Like I'm gonna buy yarn, I'm gonna buy the crochet needles. Done, that's easy. Then maybe next month you're going to start doing practice stitches 
and then you can just do that like go on YouTube watch some videos spend a couple hours doing that so just kind of stuff like that to take that daunting goal and make it a little bit more feasible to do where it's not so overwhelming even like the little progress will stack up to being a lot and you can feel good about that little progress because at the end of the day, goal setting, you want to feel good after you goal set. You want to feel like you accomplished something, like you're getting growing personal development, you're going towards something bigger, whatever it might be. But the thing is, you just want to celebrate the little progress and feel grace over guilt about the progress you have made because sometimes you don't need to focus on what you didn't do, but what you did do. Um, and Lakin had a really good example when she was going over her power sheets she said that you know looking at her tending list maybe she didn't get a lot done in february but she did accomplish you know going and doing i think she said 17 workouts or something and getting into like cooking more or something like that but they're little goals that maybe aren't reflected on your power sheets that you still want to celebrate and just celebrate them because it is progress and that's what you need to do. But the last thing I do want to say when it comes to goals is the KISS principle. So many of you guys probably know what the KISS principle is. So keep it simple, stupid. You know, keep your goals simple. And the harder they are, you know, the least likely you are to do them. And like I mentioned, keep the steps to complete the goal simple. Stick to the fundamentals, especially when learning something new. Like with hand lettering, I kind of taught myself at the beginning but it wasn't really like a fundamental basis. But the book I'm working through right now by Cindy Grutibaldo, she kind of just takes at the very beginning. So she's like, write your print, write your cursive, and then modify the letters like one step at a time. So it's kind of just tweaking it and just kind of you're getting back to the fundamentals, which sometimes is hard when you want to go so advanced, but you just have to remember to start with the fundamentals. But yeah, so I think that with goals it's important to just set them and just go for it like i think it's good to have goals even as an individual or a family or if you're married just to have something to strive for and achieve but then don't forget to celebrate the progress along the way so with that that's kind of all i have on goals so you know, use this time as a time to give yourself a refresh It being spring. Spring is usually, you know, spring cleaning, refresh, kind of just take all the drabbiness of winter and go away. I kind of definitely embraced that when I was working on my goal refresh, kind of just like, okay, I'm going to start new. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you know, setting new goals or reevaluating the ones you have to see if they still make sense. There's some that I was just like, okay, these kind of don't make sense. And these can go into like bigger categories or stuff like that. It's never too late to change your goals. Um, just kind of do what makes you feel good. If you kind of want to alter your goal to from one thing to another, that's totally fine too if it makes you more passionate. Because I think it's a really a lot of pressure on yourself if you're in December and you're kind of scrambling to figure out, okay, like, what do I want my goals for 2020 to be? What do I want to do? So I think it's kind of hard to get a sense of that because you just don't know how the year is going to go. Like, who could have predicted that we're all in this, like, isolation period for, you know, the unforeseen future, which can affect a lot of your goals. So I think you just need to be flexible and just kind of 
roll with the punches when it comes to setting goals. And I do that a lot, especially at work with things changing, my interests changing, um, my job scope changing, things like that. So quarterly, I'm kind of always altering my goals. Um, I definitely altered my goals going into this second quarter. So hopefully they will set me up for the end, uh, rest of the year for quarters three and four. But yeah, so I encourage all of you guys to, you know, set some goals or just think about setting some goals because I'm sure you all want things out of life. Like I'm sure you all want to do things like buy a house or get married or you know, learn a new skill, learn a new language, go to a place, whatever it might be. If you set goals like that, then you can um, work towards achieving them and they kind of just become more real. And then if you have a plan, it's even better because then you know how to tackle that goal and set yourself up for success. So with that, I hope everyone has really good week upcoming. I really hope, you know, things are good for you guys. And I hope that none of you guys or your family members have been affected by this. But just, you know, keep your head up. It's I know it's hard. Like, I know reality sucks right now. But there is some silver linings. There is the possibility to do some things in light of the situation. So I just encourage you all to try to find it and stay strong. In the meantime, follow me on social, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.